0: This is my first ever podcast, um, so bear with me. The subject matter that i like to cover is adversity or finding strengths in your struggles. Before we kick off, let me tell you a little bit about me. I was raised in Leicester, the Belgrave area to be specific, to two parents who came to the UK in the 70s following the then president of Uganda ordering the expulsion of the South Asian minority where they were given 90 days to leave the country and then forced out. Unfortunately, most of my memories of my childhood involved my mother working very long hours, leaving the house at something like 5am uh, walking 30 minutes or so in whatever weather there was to work in a hosiery factory, returning home at 7pm, helping my father very quickly rustle up some dinner and then getting a knock on the door at 8pm from another factory boss delivering what is referred to as piecework, which you would carry out from 8 till midnight. So we hardly saw our mother. <clears throat> My mother lived in uh, each day, I guess, fearing loss. I believe the whole Idi Amin situation really left a mark on her where working ungodly hours day in, day out was was viewed as something that would mitigate situations like the Uganda one occurring again. Clearly, we missed forming a bond with our mother and to a certain extent, this still remains today. My father, we grew closer to, us, uh, to as um, he had a little bit more time to share his love and compassion for us. My father was particularly unwell, both mentally and physically. However, I recall clearly justifying his unfortunate circumstances. And I guess to most children, their fathers are, are like God, right? Our family circumstances, in short, began to have an effect on my schooling, where I seeked a sense of belonging in the wrong crowds. I knew I was smart, however my focus became slowly diverted and as a result I would often end up in isolation or given a report card where my behaviours were kind of monitored more closely. To this, day, to this day I believe this is such an unfortunate circumstance of the schooling system as a whole, not wanting to go off on a tangent. However, I think teachers should really be provided with the resources to see through struggles that children may be facing to help unlock some of that great potential that lies beneath. But maybe this is a, a, a topic for another podcast. I digress slightly um, there was a real turning point for me uh, my father was really suffering from depression and, and anxiety and I remember coming home and presenting him with my report card which he needed to sign off the whole situation of being in report as it was referred to had no benefit to my father in fact it became quite an inconvenience given all of what he was going through I decided from that point onwards that I would bring home things that would help him i.e doing well in school as an example, I was put in the bottom math set when uh, my concentration wasn't at its best. I remember feeling really uncomfortable as I looked around the room and thinking, man, I am so much smarter than these guys, what the hell am I doing here? So I would make sure that I get 100% in all my tests and would contribute to questions being asked to ensure I shone amongst the amongst those that were in the bottom set. <clears throat> This kind of worked. I slowly climbed to the top set and eventually ended up doing well with my GCSE maths. Um, This I saw had a direct, positive, beneficial effect on my father, in fact. Whilst all the above was going on, there were two specific scenarios which helped shape my desire to do well in life. Uh, And as, as we unfold sort of the resilience and adversity element... Let me take you on a bit of a journey with this. Um, the first was when we went on a school charity walk, which required the class to pass the street which I lived on. As we walked through my street, I recall praying that we didn't stop outside of the house. Or well, outside of my house, as I worried that the other children, what the other other children would say, given our house looked in com- how it looked in comparison to many of the properties on the street. Lo and behold, uh, we stopped right outside of my house for a break. There was a girl who was a sister to one of my sister's friends who piped up as she laughed and said something along the lines of, and she pointed and, guys look at that house, that's Anan's house. To paint you a picture, all the windowsills were breaking away and the front door glass was cracked in several places with lots of overgrown weeds um, in the front lawn. The second event was when we went to parents' evening. My father couldn't drive due to his his, uh, ill health, and my mother, who did have a license, didn't own a car due to financial struggles. So we went on the bus, and um, following a decent parents evening given all the investment I had made as mentioned before um, the weather took a a real turn I mean it was chucking it down with rain Uh, we stood at the bus stop for what felt like ages whilst other parents and their children simply drove past and gazed at us getting soaked given there was no shelter at the bus uh, bus stop These two events amongst many others compel me to visualise how I could shape my life or world where my future or my future family or children wouldn't have to experience the same. Uh, Fast forward a few years, I got the grades I needed in school, college and in university to help me land a job as a pharmaceutical rep in the pharmaceutical industry. It seemed that I'd bucked the trend, you know, many of my school peers ended up in prison or living very similar lives, knocking about on the street, etc. I remember clearly having a uh, having a vision board when I was younger and on it was a, a man in a really smart suit carrying a, a briefcase beside a really, really cool car. And there I was. Some years later, my vision had become a reality. I think the whole fear of loss filtered through to me as I was always fearful of losing that uh, and what I'd worked so damn hard for. It was a fear of being broke. It's funny, I saw this um, YouTube video recently by the none other... Uh, Casey Neistat where he talked about this whole subject of rich versus poor and how as a society we are following monetary gain and is that the right thing or should we be doing that Uh, etc etc and his message uh, towards the end was a very relevant one one in in that it actually um, connected with me that unless you have been poor or broke you really can't comment, experience or understand why monetary things can actually be an escape of really, really hard times. And I know that this will connect with many of you out there. Um, So there I was, married to my childhood sweetheart, two beautiful children, a house we had made, a home and a career that was flourishing not all were sunshine and rainbows um our first child my daughter was six months old and our home became totally flooded through this freak flood where we got all this surface water uh, that was bucketed into our house um my wife and and, uh, and my daughter at the time had had to move out whilst I had to stay and rebuild what was destroyed which took kind of approximately four to five months um we rebuilt. They moved back in, and through our resilience, uh, um, or our, through our resilient nature, we we moved on. I'll come back to this element of resilience and some of the methodology surrounding it uh, shortly. <clears throat> Two years from the flood, it was a beautiful Sunday morning. I was making my children their breakfast, and we had a knock on the door at eight thirty a.m. It was a loss adjuster who shared some news that turned out uh, turned our world upside down and. Um, has been the biggest test for me to date. The loss adjuster informed us that a a house that we owned and rented out suffered a significant fire. He wasn't sure as to why this had occurred but he shared uh, that it was pretty nasty. After a brief conversation I drove to the house and then uh, to be told that the cause of the fire was uh, due to a cannabis factory being set up. The scary thing was that uh, I was at the house five days before renewing the long-standing tenants, tenancy agreement. He'd been there for three years and, and was well-respected by neighbors. They would often go on social gatherings and things of that nature. This, this wasn't the worst of it. The insurance company, after some to-ing and fro rejected the claim as my policy was restricted where fires caused by illegal activities. I didn't sleep well for a good eight months. Uh, I would wake up and have panic attacks regularly. I turned to alcohol to help me sleep, but um, that became a vicious cycle. Whilst all of this was going on, what I hadn't shared is that I actually secured a dream job before the event and was two months into it. I didn't take a day off sick. I continued helping my team be the best version of themselves whilst I was going through absolute turmoil. It was like I was living a double life. Uh, There was an occasion where... I was waiting for the tube on a packed central line and I, as I waited on the edge of the platform um, for a moment I thought, what if I jumped, I, I could take the pain away, I just didn't care, I just wanted to release the pain and suffering. I'd worked so hard for 15 years to build savings so my children wouldn't have to live the life I had, so that I could have, so that I guess I could pave the way for a bright future for them." This was all taken away from me, having to spend all our savings on rebuilding from the mess that had occurred. I would be at the property physically removing rubble and mess. I'd often run to the side of the house to vomit, as I couldn't bear the smell of the burnt wood. Whenever I smell burnt wood, it still sends shivers down my spine. Ten to twelve months later, I began to have a more rational perspective on things. Long time, right? My God, I was emotionally burnt out things are falling back together now for the better um, you'd be pleased to hear the emotion hasn't entirely subsided and i don't think it ever will interestingly i saw an interview with the rugby player gareth thomas and he mentioned something along the lines of if i forget what it's like to want to die that i may forget what it's like to want to live uh, this could this could not be more true and relevant Um so despite the emotion still living with me it's there for a reason i think this brings me on to the meaning of resilience or falling up as I like to refer to it as. As I reflect on the roller coaster I have just shared with you, there are several things that I have learnt which I hope will help those of you who seek methods for managing your physical and mental well-being through adversity. Before I share some of the steps with you, the first and foremost thing is awakening. Like a slap in the face and someone telling you this is your shit and now you've got to close the gap. Uh, If you met my wife, she'd tell you that I often refer to the phrase, I need to close the gap, I need to close the gap, for many of my actions today. today. So once you've done this, the first, although immensely difficult at times, I appreciate, is finding meaning in your struggles. Almost convincing yourself that there is a purpose for such difficulties and, and lessons to be learned. I would refer to my struggles as, as gifts, strangely enough. This psychologically allowed me, or would allow me, to better cope with what was thrown at me by telling me how fortunate I was for this experience to help better prepare me for life's unfortunate circumstances. Now, I'm not particularly religious, and you don't have to be in any way, shape, or form religious um, to find meaning. If you are, then great. If you aren't, then look at it as life's teaching and not one of high, a higher power. I hope that makes sense. With this, it's important to remind yourself of of your purpose. Yes, this sounds a little bit lardy there. However, if you literally find a pen and paper and jot down what it is that you see yourself being remembered for and what you would like to spend the rest of your life doing, then this forces your purpose. And as I've mentioned previously, I don't, t- I didn't take a day off sick. And the reason for this is I think I found my purpose in my role without consciously being aware of it in helping others to be the best versions of themselves through through my work. The second element is, is gratitude, <clears throat> a, bit, a biggie for me. Again, uh, very dis- difficult to grasp when times are tough. As an example, I would look at my children and think, how lucky am I to have two beautiful children that are healthy and happy. I would often involve my children in this gratitude. We made up a bedtime saying, which kind of helped me cope a little bit as well, which, go, which goes something like, Thank you for my strength. Thank you for my resilience. Thank you for my healthy, happy body and mind. Thank you for today and thank you for tomorrow. Dear God, please help the tired and weary. Funnily enough, my children don't sleep now until they they say this every night. Many people refer this to as uh, training your attention, focusing on happy things so that you have thoughts and that the thoughts don't have you. Let me just repeat that. Focusing on happy things so that you have thoughts, but your thoughts don't have you. The third is surrounding yourself with people who genuinely care. What you'll find, and please don't be too surprised, there are individuals in your life right now who will drop the baton as soon as you are presented with challenge, which I experienced very, very early on. Not a phone call to say, hey, how are you? Or lending of a hand. You can't wallow in this negative thinking, you must simply identify those individuals in your life who will, regardless of your struggles, genuinely care for you and support you like my sister did at the time as an example. Recognise who they are and cherish them. The fourth element is to talk about it. The demon or this struggle can become less of a struggle if you simply share what's going on in your mind, whether it be with colleagues, a friend relative a healthcare professional or a podcast like this as it can be immensely therapeutic almost like a a really heavy weight being lifted off your shoulders the other thing that helped me was dialing up at the uh, dialing up the pace at the gym releasing those amazingly feel-good endorphins this cannot be underrated once you build the momentum it's not only a distraction the the endorphins again but as well as having all of that stuff we all know that there are several physical benefits too which uh, with with great momentum and consistency now i must add i am not a healthcare professional however i am someone who has suffered greatly and will no doubt continue to be faced with challenges in life but i will continue to to use these blessings or gifts to live a more fulfilling life so I'd like to leave you with a, uh, a final quote and it's something that relates to much of the journey that I've been on and hopefully it'll be useful for you too. Uh, it's a quote by the wonderful Maya Angelo and it goes something like this, you may not control all the events that happen to you but you can decide not to be reduced by them. Thank you so much for listening, take care.